What's up, Vanish Crew? It's Athena here. So, before we get started on our episode today, I wanted to just give you a little bit of background about a man we talk about. His name is Wayne Adam Ford, and he's the serial killer that gets arrested in the middle of the case for the Humboldt Missing Five. Just so you get kind of like an idea about him, this guy walks into a sheriff's department with a severed breast in his pocket, because that's totally normal. He wasn't even on anybody's radar. He turned himself in. He gets ultimately prosecuted for the murder of four different women. But just so you kind of have an idea of what his deal is, he was born in Petaluma, California, and when he was two years old, he fell off of a step and hit his head. So that's uh, head injury number one that caused some problems. Then in November 1980, he was hit by a drunk driver, and that caused a severe head injury. And that one actually drastically changed his personality and supposedly started all of these like violent impulses and murderous thoughts. He actually got institutionalized a few times after this head injury, and during the time he was institutionalized, they discovered a severe case of borderline personality disorder. It's like, yeah, no fucking shit there. Ford was arrested for beating prostitutes, animal cruelty, and raping a 15-year-old girl. He had dropped out of high school and enlisted in the U.S. Marine Corps, serving six years, and he was actually honorably discharged in 1985. He drove trucks for a while, but then quit because he said it was beneath him. Like, oh wow. He gets married, he gets divorced, he has a kid in that time, and what actually ends up happening is Elizabeth, his uh, second wife, divorces him, and that kind of served as a catalyst for him becoming an alcoholic and started murdering and dismembering women that he kind of saw as surrogates for his wife, well, later ex-wife. He also went by his middle name, Adam, during his killing sprees. The first victim, he raped and murdered and dismembered. Her torso was found a few days after by a duck hunter in Eureka, California. And Eureka is like way north California. Months later, he picked up and strangled his next victim. I was a sex worker from Vegas. Her name is Tina Gibbs. Her body was found a month later. His third victim was Lynette White. He picked her up as she was going grocery shopping near a truck stop. Her body was found in an irrigation canal days later. A month after that, he picked up his next victim, Patricia Temez. Following Temez's murder, Ford began having suicidal thoughts and prayed more. On November 3, 1998, Ford told his older brother Rodney that he had hurt people real bad. A day after that, so November 4th, Ford walked into the sheriff's station at Humboldt County, the location of his first murder. He took Temez's severed breast, wrapped in plastic, out of his pocket and confessed to several killings to the shocked attendant. Can you fucking imagine you're sitting there at your little cop shop doing whatever and some nut job walks in with a severed breast? Like, hey, I killed somebody and here's her tits. Like, what the fuck is this guy thinking? So, basically, they arrest him and he gets charged with the four counts of murder and now he's uh, serving a sentence out in San Quentin. 
State Prison. Um, initially, he had char- targeted prostitutes, but then started hit, uh, murdering hitchhikers. He would rape and then stab or strangle them to death, mutilate and dismember their bodies, scattering the pieces in the wilderness. And of course, no one's going to find it. Like, no one was even looking for this guy. Ford claimed that he was so drunk during some of the murders that he wouldn't be surprised if he engaged in necrophilia. It's like, of course he did. This guy is totally out of his mind. What would stop him from having sex with a dead body? So, just, yeah, that hope you give that gives you guys a kind of an idea of what we are dealing with here with the multiple serial killers in the whole Emerald Triangle and Humboldt County. But, yeah, have fun with that, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Are you lost? Yes. It's about that time again. Let's do it. This whole Humboldt Missing Five has piqued my interest. Okay. There might be multiple serial killers at work here. Can or you believe it? So I 20? can, but Multiple damn. serial killers. That's crazy. So, what we're talking about is the so-called Humboldt County Missing Five. Yes. So, there's five women, and they all vanished under... Kind of a, yeah, suspicious circumstances. A couple of these women have been linked back to one man. One individual. Yeah. Okay. And what was his name? Is it Jim, is it the Jim Carroll? Yeah, yeah, James Jones. Okay. Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, two of these women were last seen with him. Um, But there was another serial killer at works at the same time named Wayne Ford, and his M.O. was very similar. He would take girls and mutilate, rape, and kill them. He got arrested, charged with, I think, four different murders and convicted. So he's in prison for life okay, now. Okay, so he off the streets. Yeah. Still got kids missing in action, basically. After yeah, exactly. Okay. So he goes into prison and girls are still missing. So... I mean, maybe he was responsible for some, because this literally spans, like, 20 years. So, it's, like, from the 90s all the way up until 2014. The women that are missing, we have Danielle Bertolini, Jennifer Wilmer, Karen Mitchell, Sheila Franks, and Kristen Walters. And the police, they really thought or think that there's a serial killer at works here, because all of these women... Fit the same profile. They're all blonde, petite, Except blue for eyes. one. What was the last one, I think? Or the, I one know. of the girls was brunette, it looked like. Huh, so one was different. Yeah, you got four or one. So four. the Danielle girl, she had darker hair? I'm uh, assuming she's got that Italian name, Bertolini. Uh, let me see. But basically what happens is they end up finding the femur of Sheila Franks in a river. Um... Yeah. Okay, yeah. Jennifer Wilmer. Jennifer Wilmer's darker? Yeah, Let me see. I don't know. I bet in the sun she could be pretty light hair. Mm. I don't know, maybe if you type in her name, see if we can see a different picture, because that one's kind of shitty. Okay. I mean, I'll put all the pictures up of these girls on our Facebook and our Instagram so you guys can see, but they do have a very similar yeah, look. Yeah, they do look similar in, in facial structure and stuff yeah. like that. Definitely. Exactly. So... 
All these girls are missing, and what ends up happening is they find um, Sheila Frank's femur in the Eel River, which I was actually just talking about on Khadijah's episode. She went missing from Mendocino County. Hold on, let me just uh, get this correct. So you found two body parts from two different women in the same river? Correct. Oh, wow, okay. So that's the dumping ground, possibly. Yeah, apparently. Um, Oh, wow. And and like I was just saying with um, Khadijah, that was the place where a fucking massacre happened, and, yeah. you know, that those tribes that were indigenous to that area were just fucking taken out of existence right there. Wow. So, I don't know. I'd fucking avoid the Eel River. Yeah, really? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> far away from that Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that, but um, then, a while later, they find Danielle's skull, and what the police have to say about that is there are signs of mutilation. I would believe it. But, like, why do they say that? What makes them think of mutilation by finding her skull? Uh, probably the condition of skulls, and they probably say it got hacked off. Or, yeah, or, maybe, uh, like, little knife yeah. marks or whatever. But that's fucking soft. gruesome. Man, just think about it. Like, yeah. A person like, good lord. And Jim, good old Jim Jones, <laughs> same name as that fucking dude who had that cult with the cyanide and Kool-Aid and shit. Uh-huh. This guy, I guess, was seen last with Danielle. She was getting into a car with him. And Sheila, the one whose femur was found, she was actually his ex-girlfriend. And her best friend reports that, like, in the weeks leading up to her disappearance, she had outward signs of violence. And this piece of work, Jim Jones, had been arrested before for domestic violence and drugs. So it's not like this is some upstanding citizen. He is a known woman beater. Yeah, that's crazy. And as we found out since doing this show, that domestic abuse shit always escalates yeah, until some exactly. person's dead. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, now two women are linked to this fucking guy. And he's free, though. There hasn't been enough evidence to do anything about it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what I kind of want to do is, I don't know, maybe find out a little bit about each of these women and um, see if we can contact their relatives and see what they have to say. Because this is 20-year time. Do we really think that one guy, Jim Jones, has been... I mean, he lived there the whole time. But... There's no, I I haven't looked a lot, but so far I have not seen any evidence that he was involved in the earlier disappearances. Have you? I mean, no, I could be wrong. I came across nothing so far in the research we just did. Yeah, so I think we should maybe dig a little bit deeper oh, on okay. that okay. and see what we can find out for these uh, Emerald Triangle Chronicles. Because I believe a couple of these women may have had their hands in the drug trade, whether that be the marijuana thing or maybe the meth thing. I'm that not sure. That would be uncommon for yeah. that particular part of the country. Exactly. And I think, like, in the meantime, while we're digging up stuff on the Humboldt Missing Five, um, you came across that cool story. I don't know how cool it is, uh. but <laughs> the interesting story of the guy whose organs may or may yeah. not have been stolen yeah. in Death Valley. So we might need some feedback from our illustrious audience to tell us what they think about that. Uh, feedback about him, you know, calling to get picked up. Car breaking to down tell the whole story. Valley. I know he's from Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, he's from Atlanta. This guy, he is from Atlanta, Georgia, but he wants to follow his dreams and go out to Hollywood and be a model and a fucking movie star. 
be hella famous and live all that whole life. So he gets out there to California. Um, I'm not sure how successful he was with the whole modeling thing. He may have been. I don't know. We'll check into that more when we dig in. But uh, there's hella weird shit. That's why we're talking about it, because this isn't just like a cut and dry case of this fucking guy just dying in the desert. So, first off, he's in Death Valley. Fucking hot. It is unforgivable terrain. It is so hot that you dehydrate so fast, and it's so dry. You don't even really feel yourself sweating just because it evaporates so quickly. Um, as a matter of fact, the Vanished in the Valley logo is the, it's from a picture I took in Death Valley of, if you go to like the national park out there at Death Valley, they have a, a map. I took a picture of that and just turned it black and white and fucking wrote Vanished in the Valley on it. So, we've been led back to Death Valley. Anyways, he is in like the heart of Death Valley and supposedly, allegedly, while driving back to Las Vegas, his rental car broke down in Death Valley. Highway Patrol spots him, and this is the short story. The, this one, they just take him to the gas station, and he's going to wait for a friend and just ends up disappearing. His name is Ryan Singleton. And, yeah, he flew from Atlanta to Los Angeles in 2013 just for a weekend trip, okay? He rented a car and basically drove from L.A. to Vegas, and while driving back, the rental car supposedly broke down. So there's a couple different stories now. One story is that he's wandering up and down the highway, and a CHP officer finds him. He tells CHP he lost his car, and animals have been attacking him. So CHP supposedly drives him around for a few minutes trying to find this car, and they never do. So the CHP guy drives into a gas station where... He makes a phone call. Yeah, yeah. He makes a phone call to his friend, and the friend agrees to come pick him up. Well, by the time the friend gets there, he's gone. Ryan has vanished. Yeah, exactly. But I want to go back to this possible ride from a CHP officer. I want to know, like, did CHP not think it's weird this guy said he lost his car and animals were attacking him? Because I think that's weird. That is. That sounds some suspect on the officer's yeah. Is it, like, is he having a mental situation? Because how do you fucking lose your car? Yeah, in the middle of Death Valley. Yeah. Death Valley is fucking... Some long ass highway, though. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's just like... I don't know. I just don't... I didn't even really want to get out of the car when we were in Death Valley. Mm-hmm. Just because, mm-hmm. like, you get out and it's, like, ominous. Like, sweltering you, heat. Yes, it's sweltering heat and you just know it's not meant for fucking humans. <laughs> <laughs> not meant for people there. It's... Hella hot and unforgiving. You need, like, so much water. If you were to, like, do a hike through it, you would have to pack in so much water. It would be so heavy and ridiculous. I wouldn't even want to attempt it. Um, I haven't really been able to find the date, though, that he went missing. Um, He was 21 years old when he left Georgia um, to pursue his dream, become a model, and that was in New York City. Um... Things appeared to be going his way. He landed a spot on the runway during New York Fashion Week. That's what's up. And it was all over Facebook and everything. So, after a while, he left for L.A., moved back to New York. So, it's not like he's going back and forth to where, like, the jobs are coming Uh in. Um, He got married, but then he ended up getting divorced. And at that point, he moved back home to his mom's house in Georgia. She remembers an ominous conversation she had with him after he moved back. And he was like, something bad is going to happen to me, isn't it? 
And she's, like, confused, not understanding what he's talking about. And she's like, do you owe people money? Is there somebody after you? And he's kind of vague. He just, like, he's like, I've done a lot of things to hurt a lot of people. And she, she never got any, like, clarified answers from that. So that was just, like, an ominous, strange, vague-ass conversation she had with him before he disappeared. And she doesn't know why he felt like that. He doesn't know really anything about it. Two days later, he leaves for L.A., um, and that's the last time she ever saw him alive. On the day he went missing, his mom said he called her and asked her to send him a hundred bucks through uh, Western Union to Nevada. Oh, good. And then she gets a call from Ryan's estranged husband, who she said told her that Ryan had called him and it seemed like he had been drinking or something. He was kind of out of it. And she told the ex at that point that Ryan's life could be in danger. Oh, wow. Ironically... According to the autopsy... Sorry, what? No, go ahead. It just seemed like once he got to the gas station, he would have been waiting for his friend to pick him up, so... He should have been. I don't think he would have walked off after, you know, expecting her to go. Whoever was coming to get him, he would have left that scene. You know what I mean? So Yeah, well, he we know for sure a phone call went into a friend, and a, mm-hmm. and a friend made, you know, an attempt to go out there, and he was gone. So, according to the autopsy, two men were walking in the desert west of Baker, California, on September 21st, 2013. They called 911 because they thought they had found a body. So, the coroner, on September 22nd, 2013, examined the body. It had a black shirt on, faded black high-top court shoes, black socks, an orange rubber bracelet with Tri-Camp 2013 etched into the right wrist. No trauma, though, was noted by the coroner. But he said several bones appear to have been removed, but from the body by animal activity. Most of the ribs on the left side had been removed away. The autopsy reports that uh, when Singleton was last seen by Highway Patrol, he did not appear to be under the influence of drugs or alcohol. And then, check this part out. The body only weighed 50 pounds when it was examined by the coroner. Basically, it was, like, skeletized. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It couldn't have been much but skinny bones, right? Though. Yeah. <coughs> it's, like, mummified, almost. Like, how much do your head weigh? Your head gotta be down there. A, a few, few pounds, pounds right for sure, there, yeah. So. Well, the report makes several references to missing flesh due to animal activity. And he said the face appeared markedly dehydrated, possible hemorrhage on the right side of the skull, but, like, they don't know how he died. It's listed as undetermined due to advanced decomposition. Oh, wow. And the manner of death, undetermined. And then that's where we come into black market organ harvesting. Because yeah, all of his uh, organs and his eyeballs were gone. His eyeballs were gone, too? Yes, oh, yes. Oh, wow. So, okay. The coroner says that animals probably took all, you know, the, the body parts or whatever, the organs or whatever. But don't you think they would have also taken the skin? Like, they only note that the left side of the face had animal, animal activity. Like, that skin was eaten. Um, like, why are the animals only going to oh, go for the side, organs? Yeah. I don't get it. Like, his kidneys, his yeah, lungs. That's, that's, that's what seems suspect to me. It just seemed like they would eat whatever they can. Usually the stomach contents and, you know, whatever yeah. it's soft and easy to get to. But, right? Like the yeah. butt, the thighs, yeah, you would think? I would think the thighs and stuff, so, yeah. No mention that. of that being disturbed at all. That's why I'm thinking. Uh, the lungs, both kidneys, the eyeballs, um, like his all organs. All this stuff is removed already, and he just dumped somewhere. I can see the animals coming in. For sure. You know, getting what they can from him, but that's definitely. It just yeah. seems like some of the organs would have stayed in there for all the organs to 
be gone. Like, yeah. And the eyeballs. That, like, fucking freaks me out so bad for yeah. some reason. Fucking oh, no eyeballs. And if it was animal activity, just animal activity, it, I don't know, it seems like it would be hard to determine because of the state of the decomposition. So it's kind of like in a fucked position because so, it was, you know, so long before the body was yeah, found. So he was married to another another male? Yeah, but they got divorced. They got, but that's the one we called to come get him? I'm not sure about that. It just says a friend. Oh, okay. That, we could maybe okay. dig into that if we try to get a little bit more okay. info. Okay. Um, you know, I just kind of thought the story was interesting because it's so, like, weird. CHP says they have no log, no history of anyone coming into contact with him. But there's people that say they saw CHP drop him off. And anytime they make contact with someone, they're supposed to report it. Yeah, yeah, and nothing. They deny ever having any contact with him. So something weird is going on with that. Definitely all shit. I don't know what the deal is. Like, why wouldn't CHP think it's weird? Some grown-ass man is saying he lost his car and animals are attacking him. I think that's very strange. They think that's made up or what? I don't know, and like some some sources, some sources say that the car was broken down. But like, come on, how often have you ever heard of a rental car yeah, breaking exactly down? Car, They're so. like usually brand new or a couple years old. Yeah. Not something that's just gonna break down in the middle of fucking Death Valley. That's like the worst place on earth probably to break down. Ooh-wee. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, like I say, that definitely sounds out of the ordinary, right there, especially for a rental car. Break down like that, but uh, yeah, anything's possible. It could have been, you know, related maybe to gas, the, uh, yeah, somebody didn't fill the car, make sure that had adequate uh, fluids in it, perhaps, which perhaps. caused it. But uh, I don't yeah. know, it sounds like we got a lot of digging to do in the yeah, next few days. Yeah, we need to probably try to get in contact with the uh, oh, the officer, but it's in no log. Yeah, I'd say his mom, then his mom. Wants to know where he is. She's the one with all these questions. I'm quite sure she is. And then, as far as these missing five of Humboldt County, I want to kind of talk to James. Be like, yeah, if we uh, can make contact, that that would be a place to start. For sure. Be like, um, excuse me, Mr. Jones, but where are all these women that disappeared yeah, after the last uh, being seen with your skanky ass? Oh, really? Like, and he, like, if you look up a picture, I'll put him up. He's super scuzzy hill folk. Oh, wow. 100%. <laughs> fucking nasty. <laughs> I don't know how he got any woman. Yeah, really. Let alone oh, wow. multiple girlfriends. So, I think we definitely got to go dig in, and then we'll do, like, a little bonus episode on oh, Thursday. And, okay. you know, have more info on yeah, these women. Yeah, more info for the people. But... It's, I don't know, if you guys have heard about these cases, contact us. Either go to vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com and send me an email or check out our Facebook or our Instagram. We even have a website, vanishedinthevalley.com, where you can contact us. But, yeah, if you guys have any information, let us know. Yeah, because, no matter how small it is, right? too, all information is pertinent. Exactly. Point. Yeah, because these are basically like cold cases. These happen like five years yeah. and more. And it's like, do we have multiple serial killers going on in Humboldt? Because Wayne Ford was one serial killer, but he's busted. And, yeah, you know, murders kept still, happening. Yeah, stuff still going on. Yeah, and even Robert Durst, that fucking nutbag millionaire that murdered three people, he was even kind of connected to it because he lived in the area. Um, but I think they might have, like, I don't know if they ruled him out, but I think they may have. Okay. But we, I think we should definitely see where these cases take us. Because, yeah, definitely yeah. So. 
each person may get their own episode from the five. Maybe. I mean, if we can, yeah, if we can dig up enough information. information, It just depends on who we can get to talk to us. But it's uh, it's intriguing story enough that I think that it it definitely deserves some... Yeah, definitely warrants further investigation. Fucking trans. But yeah, each person there, you know, each woman, they they have families. They have people that love them, that want their bodies home for a proper burial. I keep screaming about these damn proper burials these poor victims oh, never yeah, get. Yeah. Kills me. God. Oh, I'm seeing. I usually don't wash the nose, but I've seen on the news today they had a mass burial in New York. I <laughs> saw that. that. Um, I guess what that's all about is people whose families, A, don't claim the yeah, bodies don't claim or don't have money yeah. for burial. And all these people have died of the coronavirus, and they're burying them out on that fucking island in New York that they've used since, New, you know, started. That's where they have always buried, I guess, their, what do you call it, indigent or some shit like that? Yeah, basically people that don't have money for their own burial. But I saw it too, it's a mass burial. But they all have their own casket, like a wooden plank casket. It's not like they're just throwing bodies in there. Is it multiple people in one casket? Oh. No, it's one person per casket. It's just multiple people per hole. Oh, wow. Okay. Let's see what we can dig up, Kenny. Does that okay. sound like a plan? Yeah, now I'm just glad this is another model with the same thing, though, missing organs. <laughs> Wait, another model with missing another organs? Another model with missing organs. Um, What's their name? Just, it's like they don't want me to find it. I just have it somehow. No, it's like you're fucking worse with technology than me. That's what's going on there. As far as the Ryan case, I know Snopes did an investigation into it, and they kind of point to the animal activity as being responsible for the missing organs, and that totally might be the case. Um, But I think what started this all off as organ snatchers was the way the coroner kind of presented it to mom. He didn't give her any context on why his eyeballs, his lungs, his kidneys, all that stuff was missing. He just said all of that was missing. And, I mean, what the hell is she supposed to think? The eyeballs, how would the eyeballs was moved? They said that looked like animal activity, or? They blamed it all on animal activity. Both the eyeballs? Yeah. Kidneys, lungs, like all the organs. Heart, liver. That's a lot of fucking meat. The liver is huge. Are you sure you saw something? Yeah. Was it in the U.S.? Yeah, okay, here you go. Kendrick Johnson. Kendrick Johnson, organs missing. Oh, that was totally different. So Kendrick Johnson is, I remember this story. He's a high school kid, and apparently this official story is... He was trying to retrieve some shoes that had fallen to the bottom of a rolled-up mat in his high school gymnasium. And somehow, when he went down to reach the shoes, he got stuck in this mat, and he's, like, stuck vertically, not able to move, and eventually suffocates. So, yeah, they end up finding him dead, I believe, the next day. And they basically take him in, the coroner checks him out, and they rule that he died from asphyxiation. Well, I guess... I don't know, at some point, all of his organs were removed, and by the time his mom buried him, all the organs were gone. And nobody was ever charged. The feds did an investigation, they didn't charge the funeral home, and, yeah, 
that's, the, yeah, so that's what happened to that one. I don't even, I've never heard that he was a model. I heard he was just some high school kid. Oh, yeah, when I said missing models, so. Well, that's another one missing organs, though, so that's crazy. So, yeah, I think that's tied into it all, like, no, because the black market trade. I believe his organs were removed after he died, and organs aren't viable. You know, if you die, you got to get them out of that body yeah, stat yeah, to save them. Yeah, so I don't know what happened afterwards. I know sometimes you can sell tissue of dead people just for research, so maybe something like that happened, but they did it without permission. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I don't think those are connected, but I do think it's weird. I just also would love to see what the federal report was because the feds got it and did some yeah, sort of investigation. About that. So, okay, for the first model, so you think that should be viable to try to get in contact with his mother? Yeah. And get any background information she might be able to... For sure, I'd go on Facebook and try to, like, see what's going on and see yeah. what information because I personally think it was the animals, but there is definitely a case for argument. Yeah, it more trained than you. You think it would be less of all this corona shit. So, yeah, I don't know. I think you should definitely look into this organs thing. I'll look into that while you look into the five. Yep, yep. And then we'll meet back here and tell our awesome listeners what we found. What we came across. Okay. What I actually kind of wanted to bring up is say what's up to the Netherlands. Uh, they have got on board. They We got quite a few downloads from them. Oh, good looking Netherlands. Right? Okay. I love that place. I went there for like 12 days once or maybe 14 days and it was so great. You can go like we went to the Anne Frank house and then we would go to the coffee shops and pick our lovely marijuana and sit there uh, and smoke uh, it because it was totally legal oh, then. Oh yeah. Well you said an Anne Frank house? Yeah like where she hid during World War II. The famous Jewish yeah. writer or she was like a little girl who wrote a, a diary yeah, while yeah, she was hiding. From, yeah, yeah. So we went to the house where she would hid, and you had to like actually walk around and see the tiny ass space that all those people had to like stay in for Talk a few years. You. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that was cool, and their canals were awesome. It was and the people were pretty and they were nice. So oh, that's what's up. So yeah, that's what's up. I'm happy the Netherlands are listening. Yeah. Um. Great Britain, like, all over, I'm seeing Brighton actually has the most downloads, but, like, Basingstoke, Hook, Poplar, Twickenham, Reading, Glasgow, Liverpool, Hackney, hella places are tuning in there. Yeah, so I thought that's what, yeah, for sure. And then we had Ashburn in America. Um, They've over, it used to be Reading used to be, like, all, you know, hell of time. Yeah, but Ashburn has overtaken them, so that's what's up Ashburn, kicking Reading's ass. That's right, that's right. (laughs) And they're, like, all the way on the East Coast, so that's, like, what's up even more. And, uh, Kamas, how do you even say it? Kamas, Kamas, Washington, you guys are up there, too. You guys are beating Reading. Check this out, Yep, and Los Angeles even got in on the mix. So, what's up, L.A.? Our fellow Californians. Our reach is expanding. Of course. So, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, Don't forget your fucking pepper spray. Be aware. Stay aware. No doubt. And we will see you guys in a couple days. Until then, I'll shit. It's PSA time. Is that what time it is? Do it. Okay. So. Since we've been talking about domestic violence a lot lately, um, in the last episode I was giving you numbers like Native American women's, their numbers are through the roof. 
84% of female Native Americans will experience domestic violence within their lifetime. 50% will experience sexual violence in their life, when the national average is only around a quarter percent. So there's something going on with that, and the numbers are horrifically high, but anybody that's experiencing any type of domestic abuse, um, we just wanted to let you know about um, National Domestic Violence Hotline, and there's a phone number, which I can give you guys. It's 1-800-799-SAFE, that's 7233. There's advocates in more than 200 languages. The calls are all free, and they're confidential. Okay. If you don't want to talk to someone like you feel more comfortable chatting, you can do that through the computer. Um, you just basically go to the same website, which is thehotline.org, and you can find their little chat option. They can provide services no matter where you are in the United States. Oh, this, that's cool. Yeah, this is like serious business. So they're 24 hours a day, seven days a week, even during the corona craziness. Corona, corona, corona. Yeah. So I think with numbers that are so high, and they're probably even higher, because I know a lot of women are so ashamed of this yeah. abuse that they don't come forward. Wait, so what do you think is contributing to such high numbers? Like, um, I don't know. Like, the dem like, do you mean specifically for the Native Americans? Yeah, or? for the Native Americans. I think it's just a lot of them are stuck in poverty, and I know the alcohol abuse numbers oh, are hella yeah, high, yeah, yeah, so yeah, that yeah. probably contributes to it. Okay. And not enough support services. Because, like, in our last case, the one with Khadijah, they w they allowed her to drop the charges of a hammer attack to the head. Oh, if that was, like, out here, the state would prosecute, yeah, even if, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, maybe, I guess they have different rules there, but in Khadijah's case, it basically, her abuse escalated to murder. Oh, wow. And a lot of these cases do. And apparently... Most of the time when a woman's murdered during domestic abuse, it's actually after she's left the abuser. Because, oh, like, mm -hmm. at that point, the person's, like, lost all control, and they're just fucking batshit crazy, <laughs> and they murder someone. <laughs> so you guys can go to that website. You can also donate to them. <laughs> Was it really funny shit? <laughs> um, you can donate to them. Just go to their website. Uh, you can even write to them old school style. Mm. It's a National Domestic Violence Hotline at P.O. Box 90249 in Austin, Texas, 78709. So, and they even have, like I said, 200 languages. So, if you feel like you need to talk to them and you'd be more comfortable speaking in your original yeah, language, so yeah, for sure. Because it's, you know, sensitive information, and, you know, you're probably not trying to, like, if you're bilingual, you're not trying to speak in your second language. They got you covered. Um, you're deaf. Even if, you know, that is an issue, they have services where you can still get a hold of somebody. So, they, they offer a lot of services. They have legal help. They, if you have a pet and you don't want to leave your pet, they also have services for that. So, you guys, come on, if you're in a situation and you don't feel safe... Call them, reach out. Yeah, reach out to them. Or if you're a friend of someone and you think some violence is going on, call these people and maybe they can give you a plan to help this person. But, yeah, thank you guys and maybe call them and donate or, you know, if you got a problem, call them and maybe they can help you. Tap in with them, see what they can help you with. For sure. Oh, that's what's up. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Yeah, I'll leave it that shit.